You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Because you can never have too many backups. That's true, and that's the way it works with Geekiest Show Ever, episode 273, folks. We can never have too many backups because that's just the way it works. I don't know how else to make that obvious. Welcome, folks. We hope hope you're uh, anxious to hear what we have to say tonight. And maybe not. Maybe you just want to turn it the hell off and go, no, those bastards are back. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's voluntary. It's not like we're invading their home and filling their ear holes against their will. So. This is an opt-in episode. That's right. And unfortunately for Mike and Melissa, they opted in. I gave them a chance <laughs> to opt out, folks. Yes, and Elisa, Elisa opted out because she's still recovering from her cruise i guess she's back but i guess she's yes. just what would you say dead tired or she's, she's dead tired and full hangover isn't she yeah <laughs> a happy birthday elisa yes, yes. she's hung over hung up hung out to dry at the moment folks <laughs> but uh she should be back with us i think on the next episode if i remember the calendar correctly if not she'll yell at me and that's okay <laughs> we all yell that. at you kevin rough you up a little bit Ooh, i like the rough stuff anyway <laughs> Before we get too far into it, I do want to make a, a couple quick announcements. Uh, one, our hearts and prayers go out to uh, all the uh, victims of the Las Vegas shooting, which happened about a week ago, a week ago tonight. Week ago exactly. today. So uh, we're thinking of you, and uh, if you can do anything to help the victims, please do so, folks. It's, it's very important. And also, those who are still suffering from all the hurricanes, including the newest one, uh, Melissa's husband, who... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who came ashore early yesterday evening and is now moving my way. He's going to pass about 100 miles to the, I think, about the, maybe not quite 100 miles, maybe about 60 miles to the west of me. But we're I getting plenty of rain. Say hi, but I don't think that's the kind of visit you want. No. Not, not really the type of visit I'm looking for. So... But, uh, yeah, so uh, I actually, we've had rain off and on day, and we needed rain desperately. Uh, it was quite dry. We hadn't had any rain in about two and a half weeks. So uh, we desperately needed the rain. And it's going to rain again tonight and tomorrow. And then it's going to be in the mid-60s. And then by next this time next week, it's going to be 80 degrees or near 80 degrees. And I'm going to be suffering again. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's just not my type of weather. I'm not having the fall I anticipated. So, it's oh, just the way that it would, goes. That, that would be us then, because it looks like our temperatures are going to be, uh, uh, we got a freeze warning out for tonight, and uh, then the rest of the week it looks like uh, 52, uh, looks like a couple days it gets up to the end of the 60s, but most of the time it's going to be roughly in the 50s or something like that. Slight chance of rain maybe on Friday or something like that. So, yeah, we've got your weather, Kevin. You got mine. Just give me back my weather. I'll give you ours. So. <laughs> Gladly. If you'll also send the winter storm. Yeah, he's, he's got a ransom. <laughs> send the winter storm that's coming across the country along with it. I could use some snow. You can have all of our damn snow if I could figure out how to do that. So, Well, load it up in the back of your SUV and bring it down. Don't well, want any of my sunshine, huh? No. I have had enough damn sunshine. <laughs> Too damn hot. Yes. Well, so I'm I assuming it's you about... mentioned that. 
Go ahead. I was going to say, you, you mentioned that, and uh, the last couple of weeks have, have actually been kind of cool and rainy here. And I think it has to do with uh, probably uh, different things going on, uh, hap- all the things that are happening coming together. So I think the hurricane in the south has pumped up some moisture up here. And then there's been all the wildfires out in uh, on the West Coast there. So all that smoke and stuff is coming this way. So the particulate matter from the smoke is combining with the humidity in the air. We've had a lot of um, uh, clouds. We've had a lot of rain because I think for the month of October, we've had about seven and a half, maybe eight inches of rain, which is about half our yearly total. So we've had uh, a lot of rain around here. So, um yeah, it's just it's you know I think things are coming together uh, over us so we get the moisture and uh, at this point uh, there's a lot of farmers who'd like to get in their field and get their soybeans harvested so I think they would be willing to share for a while anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's been I mean we had a fairly wet summer I mean as far as summers go around here and then um, and also hotter in hell is my opinion but that's yeah my ours opinion. has been just long, hotter longer only by this time we're a little bit more cooled off than we are now. Yeah, and it's it's been we've had Indian summer. Well, they can have it back. I don't want the damn thing, and um, uh, it has been dry the last few weeks. Uh, surprisingly dry. It's usually a little damper in this here this time of year, but uh, hopefully Nate'll stir up enough stuff and keep the rain coming because the yards are looking more like uh, early August than uh, late October. So getting a little crunchy, huh? Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Well, well, I was out mowing this afternoon, which for us is unusual because usually about this time we're thinking about putting the lawnmower away just because it gets dry up here. And uh, as I mentioned before, we're literally on top of a gravel knoll, so our grass will die quick. But uh, it's still lush and green, and you know, so which kind of surprises me. Yeah, it's been uh, normally ours is is really growing this time of year. We put down the winterizer on the yard, and it was still just laying there. I mean, it hadn't even had a chance to soak in. Even with uh, heavy morning dews, it hadn't soaked into the ground. So hopefully that's taken care of after today and tomorrow. Um, And that'll help the grass green back up. You could almost hear it sighing with relief as it started to rain this morning. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it's doing better. And I'm assuming for Melissa, it's still just hot. And dry. Still just hot. Actually, it's, you know, puts things into perspective when you're used to dealing with triple digits for so long. The the moment that it gets down into like the, the upper 90s, you're like, oh, it's so much cooler. Oh, wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, to everybody else, there's like, what? 90s? No way. And we're like, yeah, at least it let up a little bit. So yeah. today was actually one of the coolest days we have, we've had in a long while. It's, it was 89, got up to 89 today. Um, rest of the week will still be in the upper 90s, and it won't cool off again until the weekend. So, got got the weekends to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to get in and out of that that air conditioning. <laughs> it got up into the mid 70s here today, according to uh, all the apps. But um, I didn't go outside and sample it. I was uh, vegging out because of the rain, watching it rain, and catching up on my video podcasts most of the day and drinking coffee. So and your daytime highs are my nighttime highs. Yeah, we actually had um, a couple mornings this past week. I mean, it was cooling off at night. Nice. I think I left for work one morning. It was like 38 degrees, 39. So I didn't even have to uh, run the air conditioning that morning. I mean, normally (laughs) once it gets above 45, I start running the AC. But 
So, but that's just yeah. The my way boys I have been excited because it's been it's been cooler at least in the early mornings on the way to school, and, and they're so excited. They're like, "Yay, it's so cool out here!" <laughs> Pretty soon, hopefully soon, it'll you know it'll still be in the fifties or sixties in the morning, and that's usually cool enough to see your breath, and they get a kick out of that. Ah, that's cool. Well, you, you that one tweet I retweeted the day of that uh, sportscaster on Fox. Um, yeah, folks will have to go look that tweet up where she's like blowing out and you're seeing the steam come out of her mouth. But then it also <laughs> looks like it, at that point they must snap the ball. And it looks like these two players are getting blown away by her as she blows just the way it, it's framed <laughs> together. It's kind of odd looking. <laughs> so, but anyway, but we're not just the geekiest weather show ever. We actually have a huge geek topic to talk about this week. Well, at least Mike and I do. Um, I'm but, just I'm just here to ask questions. That's what we thought, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, Google had their big announcement um, on was it Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. I had to sit and think about that. Yeah, Tuesday uh, with their new Pixel too phone. Much of that, Kevin, it'll hurt you. Yeah. It, how now? I have a headache. Um, it, uh, they announced their new phones, all their new devices, kind of an Apple-esque type of announcement. Um, but uh, there was some really cool stuff they announced. I mean, the first thing I took note of was the new Pixel. I think it's called the Pixel Book. Is that right? Is that what they called it, Mike? Am I saying yeah, it right? I think so. Yeah, I that's think their that's phone. It's kind of it's kind of like the Surface Book that Microsoft did out, and it's. You know, it's a tablet with and a laptop all together. Mm-hmm. Kind of a two-in-one, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, it's a Google Pixel book. Yeah. I mean, but it is priced in the MacBook Pro area. I think they start at eleven ninety nine. No, nine ninety nine. I think. Oh, nine ninety nine. Get you an, an i five and eight gigs of memory, and I forget what the. Uh, um, there are eight gigs of RAM, and I want to say 128 gigs of storage. Yeah, and you can go all the way up to a quad-core i7 with 16 gigs of RAM and a 512 gig SSD. So it looked it looked really uh, nice, and that's probably the one thing I haven't messed around with really is a Chromebook because. Of course, I, I don't know, maybe I'd need to try one to find out because I've got, you know, basically two Android tablets here. And I'm just kind of trying to figure out what, and I guess, are there Chromebook apps that's separate from Android apps? No, not really. The Most of the stuff is now, I mean, there were Chrome-specific apps, but that's kind of going away. This one has the ability to run anything from the Google Play Store or just about anything from the Google Play Store effectively on the laptop so yeah, i mean there's a you, list of apps along the bottom you can scroll through yeah it has it has basically like a, a bar along the bottom a little bit similar to the dock on mac os um and that's the built-in stuff but you can add stuff to it and take it away uh if you want to um it's a real lightweight it's only what one point something kilograms a little about two and a quarter pounds if i remember right and so it's a real light little thing it's a nice looking machine but for being a chrome os machine that's a bit of a premium price although i'd so buy one if i just had the cash the chromebooks though right this isn't replacing the chromebooks no you can still buy the cheap chromebooks the you know the 
uh, Asus and Acer and yeah, the uh, ones that the schools use. Right. Yeah. And uh, what's the other ones? Lenovo makes them. Dell makes them. Um, but this Google Pixel Book is specifically made by Google. Yeah, it's it's right. marketed as a Google Google hardware. Mm. Right, and it's kind and of it the, starts the, at nine ninety nine. Yep, kind of the Cadillac of uh, Pixel Books. If you want, you know, the best or the flagship, maybe would be the way to put it. If you want the best, and it's going to, you know, have the you know, the best specs, the best performance and everything else, you'll want to get this. If you don't quite have the money, then there's all uh, the other options out there you can get. But like I say, this this one looks sweet because you can fold it back. It, it can be a two-in-one. They've got their, uh, what did they call it now, the the pencil. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, 90, $99 for the pencil. But um, it... Pixel that, book that, pen, it's called. There we go. Uh, and it, it sounds like a neat thing because they were showing on the demo that you could have stuff on your screen. You could take this pen and circle. They were circling like a person. And then you press your Google Assistant button and it would look up, do a facial recognition on this person and tell you who it was. You know, if it was somebody famous or somebody in their system that they could look up and find out. You can do things like that. You could circle words on there. So that. You know, the and it, it's got a button so you can push the Google Assistant. And you know, I'm you know two weeks into my iPhone and I'm uh, loving it, but man, I do miss the Google Assistant because that was nice. And Siri is okay. Uh, I say that sort of half-heartedly, uh, and maybe eventually it'll get there. But the Google Assistant was really nice because you could tell it all sorts of things. So it has a button on there just for the Google Assistant. You can press that. You can speak into it and do a, have it do a search, or you could type in something if you want to. Or like I say, they were showing how you could uh, circle something on the screen with the pen and look it up. So um, that is some really palm nice rejection? stuff. Because the it, pictures that I'm looking at do not demonstrate or showcase palm rejection very well. They show the palm lifted up and into the black bezel instead of actually on the screen. They say it's pretty good as far as palm rejection. I, did, I haven't heard a lot, but some of the early comments I saw said it was um, maybe not on par with an iPad Pro or something, you know, an iPad, but pretty good. And I would think they would get that, they'll improve that as time goes on. So they have their Chromebooks, which is their laptops. But then as far as tablets is concerned, they, oh, okay, the Pixel C is another tablet. So so the Pixel Book basically combines an iPad and a MacBook. Right. And then right. you can use a Pixel Book pen on it. Right. So where right. in Apple land, you can't use an Apple Pencil on a MacBook Pro, only on an iPad Pro, this thing kind of combines the best of both worlds, it looks like. Right. Yeah, it does. It's kind of... Google's answer to the Surface Pro, which but can you is, use it on the Pixel C? Can you use the the pen on the Pixel C? I don't see any I, pictures. Of I it don't know. I don't think so. I think that's more just for the uh, the Pixel Book. I don't think it'll work on the, the C. <laughs> so not only do you have to pay more for for the fancier device, and you got to buy the pen on top of it. Well, I mean, what's the, I mean, it's like the iPad Pro. You pay more for the iPad, yeah. then you still have to buy the Apple Pencil on top of it. So, right. yeah. So were I, they were, but it seems like Google chose to offer their pen for their their laptop slash tablet combo versus they don't allow it to work on the tablets, which is well, interesting. The, the Pixel tablet, the Pixel C tablet, is actually older. That's not new. 
that's okay. They have it listed in the lineup with the laptops and tablets. That's why right, I'm right. But it's yeah. been out a year and a half, I think, roughly. Yeah, maybe maybe as much as two years. So it's it predates mm. them having a pen input device of that type. Looks like I need to make another spreadsheet <laughs> comparing all these things to Apple to see what what the difference in prices and versus what apps and features you get. But looking at the at the laptop tablets, if I'm looking at the Google Pixel book, that list of apps at the bottom is really limited. That's it. Well, what, in the more. picture itself, yeah, that's limited. Okay. But you can hit the Google Play Store. Oh, okay, right. I was hoping. All right, yeah. so you, then you can yeah. add any apps. And it says they all apps, and I was like, is that it? No. Then they break it down oh, into no. productivity, creativity, entertainment. Works with Pixelbook Pen. Yeah, and then they also had it was showing that they have a button on there so you can press that and it'll bring up your um, like the um, no what is it on Apple here Launchpad it's sort mm -hmm. of uh, their Launchpad where all their apps are at so I mean it's like it's like the Mac you can have a bunch in your dock but then you can go into your uh, Launchpad or your menu there whatever you want to call it and bring up uh, more apps um, if you're looking for them so. Um, like I say, it's a lot. A lot. I, I think they're trying to do the best of both worlds. A little of uh, the Surface Pro, a little of the Mac, uh, a little Android. Uh, well, probably a lot of Android in there. But um, I think they're trying to pull together some of the things that they thought was best on different things and trying to bring it into one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, they're trying to multi more make more multi-purpose devices. I guess from my perspective. Is what they're trying to do. I mean, you know, not as single. I mean, not that iPads are single purpose, but you know, they're they're trying not to because Android tablets have never been that popular. Even when they've had, even you got Samsungs, you've got the, the couple little ones that I have. You have a couple, Mike. Um, yeah. Other than the the uh, Amazon Fire tablets, they just never really took off. Hmm. So it's just been the phones. The phones have been leading it. Yes. It's been Android phones that have led the way, uh, as far as Android goes, at least from my perspective. So, uh, but before well, we no different in Apple Land either. That's true. But before we get into that, they announced something that I know Elise is just chomping at the bit to get. It's all these new wonderful uh, Google Home speakers. I'll say for audio devices, and I know Mike's going to be buying one of every one. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. My, I keep saying, and I got to get serious about my credit card. But that, uh, so they released. We, they've had the Google Home. Uh, as far as audio devices go, they've had the uh, Google Home. They've had the Chromecast, uh, and that uh, that's been about it. Well, and then they uh, released the Google Home Mini and the Google Home Max. Um, both, uh, you know, audio devices. Well, I mean, Google Assistant devices, audio, all that kind of stuff. That Google Home Mini looks intriguing because they realize that they're, I, I think they're kind of going to try to compete against the Amazon Dot, which was the low-end uh, Amazon Assistant uh, device that Amazon was selling for 50 bucks. Uh, and so they're kind of trying to compete with that. The difference between the two is, though, the... Um, uh, Echo Dot has uh, audio out jack, so you can hook it into a pair of uh, good speakers or something, because the speaker in the uh, Dot is a little iffy. Um, 
But you can say you can hook it up to a stereo system if you want. The Google Home doesn't, but I guess it's a better quality speaker than the Google uh, or than the uh, Echo Dot is. So uh, I, I watched a couple of videos on it, and it does intrigue me because uh, I've got um, I wouldn't mind having one down uh, in my downstairs bathroom here. Uh, when I'm, you know, doing stuff down there, getting ready for work and everything, uh, I kind of like to have some music. And I, I do have a uh, Echo device in there. I've got my tap in there, but I, I switch back and forth between uh, Amazon and Google all the time. So, and that forty-nine dollars to have that one in there. And they say it's loud. It says it, you know, it does. It's a little sounds a little better than the dot does. It's it'll fill up a room with sound. Now you know it's probably not going to be the greatest sound in the world. Probably won't be like the uh, home, and it certainly won't be like the home max. But that be one does intrigue me. Yeah, yeah, and like I say, fifty bucks. That's not bad because if you want something someplace where you know you want to be able to call out the. Uh, for the assistant to tell you something, or if you want something that'll play music, and you know, as long as it doesn't sound tinny, I'm not a an audiophile like a certain Australian that we know. Um, so as long <laughs> as it doesn't sound crappy, um, you know, I'm okay with uh, with everything. So and what does that the dot cost again? The dot's fifty bucks too. So oh, so this pr- is the same price, and it's a better quality speaker. Well, so we so we think. Right, like I say, so the only you know, difference is you can't plug in external speakers to it, but because it's a better no. speaker, the the theory is that you wouldn't need to. Right, yeah, you know, like I say, it's probably not going to be as good as the home and the uh, and the home max or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you just want something you know, like I say in the in the the bathroom or even in my office here, or you know, but some for smaller spaces. Sure, yeah, and they, you know, uh, from what they said on the reviews, like because I was watching some stuff on YouTube today, and they said it will fill a room with sound. So it's you know, it sounds like it might be loud, but. Um, yeah, just if you want them around uh, someplace, that looks interesting. At the opposite end of the scale, they brought out the Home Max, which is three ninety nine, but it sounds like it's a really good speaker. This would be, you know, for somebody who wants good sound, probably trying to compete with the Sonos and with Apple's HomePod. Um, and this one here. Uh, I think they called it sound shaping, where you would listen to itself and it would adjust its audio quality so you'd get the best quality out of it. They were saying, like, for example, if you put it in a corner, you're going to have it's going to be sound kind of muddled because the bass is bouncing off everything. And so it'll listen to itself and it'll adjust it so that no matter where you put it, eventually it's going to sound uh, it'll adjust itself and it'll sound good. So, you know, that sounds I'm not going to buy that one because that's 400 bucks. And again, I'm not an audiophile, but that one does sound intriguing if you're thinking about a Sonos. Now, I, I'm it'll we'll have to wait. And when it finally comes out and have people, because I'm sure there's going to be somebody that's going to compare basically the three high end devices here, the uh, the Home Max, the Sonos and the uh, uh, HomePod and just see which one sounds better what's the pluses and minuses are going to be so that'll be interesting when those reviews start coming out and wouldn't the apple's home pod be more comparable to google's home product mm. or is, it, is it a little bit beefier than that well weren't they saying that the sound was supposed to be on it's the an, home pod was be- it's intelligence supposed to be similar to this in the fact that it right. can reshape the sound depending on where it is in the room or or something to that effect so, yeah, it would compare more to this, although in size-wise, it's more, you're right, Melissa, it's more like the okay. the Google Home uh, device, but it's okay. got more smarts so, uh, in it. Packs a, a little bit bigger of a punch in a smaller package. Right. 
right. possibly. Yeah. And I, but, but, for, I still, but for twice the price than the Google Home. Yeah. yeah the Google Home, but the, the Max and the uh, HomePod are going to be pretty. Uh, the HomePod is actually $50 more. No, the Max is $50, is $50 more, more than the HomePod, HomePod right? Right, right. Right. But I still then think, the HomePod is about twice the price than the Google Home. Sure. And the uh, HomePod, to me, looks like a. Uh, a spool of crochet thread. I just can't get past that. <laughs> Looks like something you make macrame out of. Yeah, <laughs> my my mom had lots of those laying around. So apparently, I've been introduced uh, to the HomePod. You know, uh, probably about twenty, thirty yeah, years ago. Right. So you were just potting yourself along then. <laughs> sure, I was potty training. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I went there. So yeah, you finally crossed that barrier, then, Mike. Yes, I have. Oh, I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm so these are the trained. Google products, and then, then I don't know. Would you say then the Amazon products are for the low, more like the lower echelon of things? They don't have all this the pretty fabric and the colors, and they're not well, as beefy as no, not no. anymore. Because I'm looking at the no. the Amazon Echo, and that has that has a pretty you know exterior. It's got fabric on it and stuff, and that's a hundred bucks. Uh, let's see. I went and closed. Well, I got some of the stuff here. Yeah, they uh, Amazon introduced some new stuff this uh, last week too, or two weeks ago at this point, I guess it was. Um, so yeah, they've got they uh, offered some more stylish stuff because the first Echoes were just these tall tubes, black or white. Um, I didn't mind them too much, but there are some people that thought they looked a little, you know, utilitarian. So now they introduced um, in it. <clears throat> Amazon line is starting to get a little bit confusing here. <laughs> Just starting a little bit? <laughs> well, before it wasn't bad. I mean, you had your Echo, you had your Dot, and you had your Tap. You had your three basic huh. things. And then they introduced the show. Um, but they each had their own Echo purpose. Plus. Well, no, 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 yeah. Now they've added the one that just stuff. came out, the Echo Plus? Yeah. Yeah, that, that just came out. So, like, and then the Echo Look, is that previous? Yeah. Format? They brought that out too. Yeah, when it first uh, when they first came out, first you had the echo, then I think you had the tap, and then I think you had the dot, and they each served their own little niche. The echo right. was the higher end speaker, the dot was the lower end one. If you want to put one beside your bed, or if you want to hook one to your audio system, and the tap was the portable one that you could had a battery in it, you could pick it up and take it with you wherever you want. I wanted. don't even see the tap being featured in their lineup right now. I think that one is maybe starting to maybe not be deprecated, but I don't think they're pushing it quite, uh, um, you know, the no, way they got work. They've got the Dot, the Echo, the Echo Plus, the Echo Spot, and the Echo Show. If you just click on, look at the Amazon Echo family, those are the ones that they're showcasing. The tap is nowhere. It's, no, it's the redheaded stepchild that's not mentioned in any of these. I like my tap, though. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Amazon Tap Alexa enabled yeah. portable Bluetooth, seventy nine ninety nine. It's rolling across the top there. Um, let's see. Here's uh, maybe this. I had a page. Where the heck did it go? I closed it. Or oh, here we go. This is better. So yeah. The devices are they made by Amazon? So well, Amazon made, makes its own hardware. Google makes its own hardware. They, How does that work? I actually think in their case, you know, they specify it and Google specifies it. They don't actually make it. Kind of like App, uh, Apple and Foxconn, I think. Um, similar. 
Yeah, so, they design it. They have somebody make it for them. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, that was the basic lineup. And then they brought out the the look, which I thought was, I don't know, maybe I don't get it, but I think it was stupid because it's supposed to help you fash, uh, you know, with your fashion sense. And basically, <laughs> I have one fashion rule. Don't be naked. Uh, <laughs> so that was really, as long as, you know, I have clothes on, I'm fine. Uh, so I thought that one was kind of stupid. But they brought out the Echo Show. And that one I thought, you know, was good. And it is kind of nice to have a, a video or, you know, a screen to it. Although this was it two weeks ago or last week, uh, Google Spot. is blocking YouTube from it. So you, oh, can't, yeah. uh, you can't watch YouTube videos on it. Um, Why would they do that? Competition. Exactly. Hmm. Right. They don't uh, want somebody cutting into their, you know, because I'm betting that the, that the – show doesn't share user data the way uh, Chrome or any browser does if you're using that or anything else gives data back to Google. That's what it's probably the problem. They all in their own playground, in their own sandbox. Well, yeah, or, or if they shared information, I'm sure they would because, you know, Google is all about the information. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, so what they introduced uh, this last week was the the Echo, which is now remodeled, it's a little shorter, a little fatter, I think. But um, so that's replaced, or the this Echo has replaced the old Echo. And now what looks like the old Echo is now the Echo Plus, because now for us people with smart homes, that has a smart hub built into it to connect mm-hmm. to all your devices, which I wish they would have had this about you know a year ago before. I don't have so many hubs around here, but I got a few hubs around here. And it would be <laughs> nice just to have, because this, with my switching over to different internet, like I was talking about the last episode, I redid a lot of things around here. And then once you have to go and start reconnecting devices to everything, you realize how much of a pain in this, in the ass, this, uh, um, connected home or your internet of things can be when you have to start. Yeah. You end up up being like your own electrician wiring it all. Yeah. Or, or maybe not wiring so much as just making sure everything's hooked to the right, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. More like being, your becoming a sysadmin for your house. Right. So you know that, but we do, (laughs) we like, well, we do because it's fun as I sit there and curse and swear and throw things across the room. Uh, I'm just having a bundle of joy, but yeah, you know, whatever. Because once you get it set up and running, it's cool. But like I say, that to have that hub built in would have been kind of nice. And then they introduced the Echo Spot, which is the smaller version of the Echo Show, I guess. Is, and the use case that some people were showing for it was you set it beside your bed so you could have the, you know, the alarm clock. You could have, um, you know, a screen um you know, because you can do, uh, and that oh, and that was one of the other things that Echo introduced too. Was and that one's actually got my interest. The uh, Echo Connect, you plug it into your home phone line, and then you can use your uh, Amazon devices to make and receive um, phone calls. Uh, oh my God, phone. this is this is a bullshit product right here. I call bullshit on this project because. <laughs> Why don't you just use your iPhone or your phone to do this shit? Well, but the thing is, though, uh, it's a speaker phone. I mean, and it's a better quality, even though, you know, a lot of phones have good speakers with the was it the far field. I forget what they call it. All the different mics in there. Um, um, it'll pick up sound better. If you have the Echo Show, you can do you know video calls, which 
wouldn't you couldn't go over do over your landline but uh you know i think that one's kind of intriguing just you're sitting here and you can just call say you know call you know whoever I can do all that with my iphone though i have my little my iphone in a dock that has some external speakers if i wanted to really beef it up but supposedly the eight plus is supposed to have really decent speakers on it so what is it about this extra 130 dollar little puck of a device what does it do that my iphone can't already do doesn't cost you a monthly cellular bill. Yeah, but I, I'm already paying that. Like I, I know, have I'm just, it right. in my right. life. But well, and the so thing is, why would I pay an extra hundred thirty dollars to set this thing on my? Well, <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, if you already have the echoes, I mean, if you're just going to go out and do this for telephone, no, that's silly. Mm. But if you already have the devices like I do, and mm. let's say you're, you know, you're upstairs, your telephone is downstairs. Uh, and you get a call, it would be nice just to call out and say, hey, you know, uh, you know, answer the uh, phone or whatever it is you have to do to answer the phone. And I'm thinking, too, that, you know, this is designed to send and receive sound because, you know, if, even if you have your uh, phone across the room over there, how good is that going to pick up your your voice? Whereas these things are designed so that it's, it's supposed to be listening because I know these things are sensitive because I've got my... Uh, I got my different devices. I got like a one or uh, each of an Amazon Google device here. And then I've got um, a couple out there in the basement down here. And I can talk to one here. I can hear the other one answering in there. So it's picking up your sound. I think it's going to, you know, if you're walking around the room, if you're working in your kitchen or something like that and talking to somebody, because my daughter does that to me once in a while she will put me on speakerphone and it's i'm always going what 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 because mm -hmm. i just it's not picking up the sound uh so i think uh no if you're just going to go out and buy this because you want to you know uh, have this around your house for your phone yeah it is silly but if you're like me and you already have this stuff, and the device that the connect i think is only 35 dollars, which i didn't think was too bad um I got to see how this stuff works, but this, I think this is going to be interesting because, you know, for somebody like me that wants my, you know, my Jetson home, my, you know, Star Trek uh, future, um, to be able just to call out people and do this. Um, and again, me and Siri just don't get along. Whereas I haven't had too much trouble with, um, either the home or the echo having it understand me now once in a while when I uh, early in the morning before I put my teeth in and I'm trying to say thumbprint radio, it'll come <laughs> back and say, I can't find print radio on, mm -hmm. you know, on Pandora. So, um, but, and I don't know, I, I need to try Siri more now that I've got the phone and hopefully they've improved it. I hope we'll see how that goes. I, I think they have. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm like you, so I'm on I'm on the other parallel universe when it comes to Apple. You know, it seems like you're you're very well steeped in the Amazon of things, and I'm more steeped in the Apple of things. I think it depends on where your loyalties lie. I think it depends on what you've already invested in. Right. It depends on the ecosystem that you've you know sprouted into. You know, we we've we've got everything so invested into the apple ecosystem that adding on this this amazon stuff would just be kind of 
kind of senseless in a way right. for us because we can already do that. Like, you know, you say it's for like people like you who already have this stuff. And that that's true. I totally don't disagree with that. But on the flip side, on in the parallel universe here, and I'll, I'll be the Walter net of things, um, I already have the Apple Watch. Like, I realize you don't have an Apple Watch or the, the right. wearable in there, but I have the Apple Watch. And so that kind of takes care of that that part. So I already, I already have that. So I think people from, from both perspectives and then we throw in, then we have Google there. So, so Kevin, that's your job. You, you go invest in all the Google stuff. No, no, that's <laughs> Mike's job. And I'll be the Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I've already got the uh, Echo and the home stuff here. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, mm. I've got both of those bases covered. And so then I think it boils to. down to how you feel about privacy, because a lot of this stuff makes me feel a little uneasy. I mean, yeah. sure, I use, I use Google products as far as um, I don't use any of their hardware, but I use like Google, you know, Gmail. I use the Google app suite for my business. But again, that's all stuff that, hey, if you're running a business, I mean, you you have got to know that anything that you say or do can be held against you, you know, and literally in a court of law. I mean, I've always been told from the, from the very get-go, when you have correspondences with, with colleagues and people over your business account, you have to imagine that that email correspondence is going to be magnified, blown up on some big board in a court courtroom somewhere if it's subpoenaed for evidence or something. That's just how you have to live. You you live in like a surveillance state when it comes to a business. But when it comes to your personal life, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like my own personal stuff. I don't I don't really want to share with with Google. I don't use I use Google. We have like a shared personal account that we use for school and things like that. But but personal stuff, like if it's health related or anything like that, I don't typically use anything but my my Apple address for that. So so I think that there's just something to be said for where your loyalties lie, what ecosystem you're invested in and how much you value your privacy and is is not value and like maybe that's not the right thing to say, not valuing your privacy, but sort of like feeling like you don't really not that you don't care, but that it's not that much of a it's not that much of a of a uh, deal breaker for you that privacy isn't that much of an issue when it comes to using Google and Amazon products. I mean, their whole thing is to be able to sell stuff to you, and if you're the type of person who wants to make that easier, then that's then that's your thing. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I don't really have that much to spend, so I don't want to constantly be buying stuff. So I want to buy stuff when I want to buy stuff, and I don't want it constantly being suggested to me all the time. Well, I think, too, Andy Anotko puts it best. I mean, we all know he famously left the iPhone and went over to Android a few years ago. And he said it's a transaction. I forget exactly how he says this, so if he happens to hear this, please forgive me, Andy. But it's a transaction that he's willing to give up this information for all the services and stuff that Google provides back. It's a transaction he's entered into knowingly and willingly to to share that information so that he gets the convenience and services that it provides to him. So Right. That's yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I feel that way about a lot of products and a lot of services. But when it comes to having stuff in your home that's constantly listening to you all the time, that does feel I don't feel I don't think a lot of things are creepy by the way. I'm I'm usually I have a pretty strong stomach when it comes to this stuff, but but those the the home devices, even the home pod, I mean because it's Apple, I, I maybe I have a false sense of security about it that I that I would be more uh, or less reluctant to put something like that in my home. But something like an Amazon Echo or or a Dot or a a home, you know, thing. I don't know. Just having it listen to me all the time would kind of weird me out a little bit. Well, I mean, I've I don't said, get weirded out easily. <laughs> I've said before. I got a tap last year for Christmas, and then they and that's always been you have to push a button knowingly to talk to it. Okay. Okay. And I like that, 
but it also has yeah. the feature now in the app that I can turn it on so it's always listening. Mm -hmm. And I tried it and turned it back off because that creeps right. me out. Right. So, and that's well, just, and that brings, oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, I was going to say, and, you know, my perspective on this is that uh, I guess the way I look at it is someday I'm going to have to stand before God and confess everything I did. So if Google and Amazon knows something, I really don't give a crap. <laughs> well, no, I can understand that, and I agree with you, but I'd yeah. rather only have to confess that to God and, and, and own up to him. I don't really want to confess it to Amazon and or Google <laughs> if I can help it. I don't want to confess it to someone who mistakes me for someone else that committed a crime that I didn't commit. <laughs> that's, that's I don't want to be, uh, you know, indemnified by something because because someone got their wires crossed or their database cell switched around. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and the other thing is, too, I'm just boring. So, you know. <laughs> I really don't do much that would be of interest to anybody anyway. So, well, in my in my world conquest, you know, in my attempts to plot to take over the world and rule the world as my own, I don't really want the Amazon knowing about that too far in advance. But, you know, that's just <laughs> right. me. But talking about stuff that's always listening, when they started talking about the Pixel Two phones, that that while the phones themselves were cool and all the features were cool. What weirded me out was the fact that the phone is really always listening always to you. Listening? Not, not just when you say a command or a trigger phase? Well, it has, and I don't remember what the feature was called, and forgive me for that, where if you hear a song playing, and you, your phone's not even on, it just has the display showing the time on it, okay? But it's there's a song playing, you go, oh, I wonder what that song is. You don't have to let it listen anymore. You can just say, basically tell it, ask it, what is this song? And boom, it comes back because it's been listening. It's been listening. Whereas like with an Apple product, you have to give it the trigger phrase and then give it the command. Hey, what's that song? And then it will listen. So you have to do it like really quickly. <laughs> yeah, this and this seems to be always listening. Now, I might be wrong and I'm willing to be corrected there. Um, but that was the only thing that creeped me out about the Pixel phone, the Pixel 2 phone is like, that sounds like that thing's always listening. And that does worry me. I mean, you know, it's bad enough that we've got GPSs on us so that we can be found if we if we turn on stuff. Now, I keep location services turned off most of the time. Um, but, you know, you can be found all the time uh, with the phones. Yeah, that, that we, kind of stuff. Now, as much as I don't want to be listened to, as much as I don't want to be tracked for the purposes of of advertising or um, I mean it doesn't bother me that much like I said I do use Google products and and that doesn't bother me in, in a business sense I do keep a lot of that location and stuff turned on for like find my friends and and being able to get around town for maps and things like that yeah I mean if it's going to drain my battery I keep it turned off I don't I don't I know how much you love Facebook but I don't keep location turned on for Facebook or for for Twitter because it's just not it's yeah, not a priority either. for me for, for that to track unless I am checking into things. But then I use I use a better tool for the job. I use Swarm for that. So I just think there's a right tool for the job and you don't have to have it always constantly tracking you. Again, like you, it's like it's like you're you're pressing your button analogy, Kevin, where it's like, I want to be able to press a button. I want to be able to say, Hey, I want this service now. Okay, give it give it to me now. Okay, now I'm done with you. Go away. But exactly. as far as that kind of stuff goes, I, I'm always thinking about there. there is a certain kind of balance I try to achieve where I do want to be tracked to a certain degree because I've had either people in my family or in my life or, or people that I know with dementia or cognitive decline. I suffer from it, too. So for me, it is a bit of a um, uh, 
Uh, see, I'm having cognitive decline now. <laughs> <laughs> well, safety <laughs> valve, safety, safety factor. Safety right. factor A, um, you know, I want to try to train my, say my dad to use it all as he ages and gets older. I kind of want to like be able to, hey, dad, you know, where are you at? And that sort of thing. But I want to be able to track myself too. Um, it's it's a compensation. That was the word that I was looking for. It's a okay. compensation tactic for those times where you're just like, I have kids and I'm just doing all kinds of stuff and I get distracted. I want to, I, I like to utilize those tools as a compensation tactic to kind of help me out with some other deficiencies in my life. So, so for those, I am, I am grateful for the tracking, but again, I want to be in control of it. I want to be able to know, you know, while, while I have the, the strength of mind to be able to to understand these things, I want to, I want to flip the switches that I want on and I want to turn off the switches that I want off and I want that granular control over it. Whereas I don't know, do you get that in, in Amazon land and Google land? Can you, in Amazon land, you can. Yeah. Amazon land, you can. I don't know about Google land. But, you know, it's funny you say that about it compensating for things. People are always never cease to be amazed when, you know, I say, well, I got to look up how to get to someplace. They said, well, just use the GPS in your phone. I said, nope, never used it, never will. I want to look up where I'm going and know where I'm going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do yeah, not I have, want. I have clients like that where they, they will actually, they want to memorize the, the route that they're going. I see for me, like I'm on the opposite end. Of, I just, I just trust it. <laughs> I just put my trust in. That's one area in Google where I just trust. I just trust Google Maps. See, now I don't trust Apple Maps as much because I've gotten screwed one too many times. If it's just around town where I know that it's a very populated area and that that data is is probably in there really, really well. But there's been a couple of cases where I'll go to boot up somebody. I mean, you know, I live out in the desert, so there are some really far and away places that I have to travel to. And there's been times where I look on the map, I'm like, you can't be serious. And I go and I look on Google Maps, I'm like, nope, that that makes more sense, you know, because just something something was weird in the database. It just didn't get recorded properly or whatever. But, uh, you know, we've been back and forth across the country several times and we've used Google Maps the whole the whole way. And then sometimes we use ways we've we've used ways to get us out of predicaments where there's been an accident and, it you know, cut off our route and we ended up being able to get rerouted through a residential area meant it took a little bit longer, but at least we could keep going. Um, but I totally trust that kind of stuff. Or, but I, but I've seen, I've seen other people do that same thing that you described, Kevin. Where it's like, nope, I want to know exactly where I'm going. I want to know the route. I want to look it up myself. I don't want to just trust that it's going to take me this this way. And then, you know, go ahead and explain like why why is it that that is so important to you? What is it about GPS that you don't? trust or is it not a matter of trust but what what don't you like about gps routing it for you it's it's not a matter of not trusting it or i i don't know i mean i you know maybe it's going back to being a boy scout and me being trained on how to use maps and a compass and you know being told i have to get from point a to point d and i'm they're just going to give me a couple waypoints in between and you know what about avoiding traffic and accidents and things like that um i guess you know, most of that comes on my commute to and from work, and I know all the sideways around that. I know all the okay. side routes around because it's funny when we have something like that happen for the commute, either to work or home. I have three or four people that call me and say, "Hey, Kevin, how can I get around this? It's happening here," you know, and and I just have that in my head. I have an innate sense of direction for that sort of thing. 
<laughs> See, um, I'm the opposite. I have no, I couldn't find my way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah, and I get mean, lost. So, see, and that's a compensation tactic. I would have such complete anxiety because I don't have those skills. I just don't know which way is north at the time. I mean, I do now after living out here, but um, I just don't have that sense of direction. I, that was not something that I learned growing up. So it sounds like that that was a skill that you acquired over time, but it still doesn't be able to help you about how to know about accidents. Like you said, you you lived in the area for a long time, it sounds like, and you you have found all those ways and you know how to navigate. And hell, you're, you're your own GPS. You can advise other people. But me living out here in the Southwest, even... Even after living here 13 years, I don't know every way around, and it's a grid system. So I just rely on the GPS to tell, to, to tell me, you know, here there's construction. You have to go around here and go use this route. And this it tells me, you know, it's crowdsourced based on everybody else reporting back with their GPS devices that, you know, this it'll take you this amount of time to get here if you go this way. Or And I'm always running late because I've always got some way, some place to get to be. You know, so I, I think it just depends on your your lifestyle. It's, it's a lifestyle thing. Well, the other so, side to it, too, is I use... Usually, I'm very good about knowing, you know, if I'm going from point A to point B, I know I'm traveling, let's say, southeast. Let's say I hit an accident or something like that. I'm going, okay, um, then I probably can get off here. I can pick up this, you know. I just innately do it in my head. Okay, now, I'm not saying I never pull up a map, but it's, you know, probably less than 5% of the time I'll pull up a map around here. And I'm talking in areas I'm not familiar with. I recently had to go someplace down towards D.C., and my son was with me, and uh, he said, Dad, do you know where we're going? I said, I know the general, there's like a 10-block area. I know where it is. So we went in it. We kind of went around one side. I said, nope, I've gone too far. So I took a street, cut back across, and we were there. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is in a big commercial developed area. So, I mean, there's streets and cul-de-sacs and parking lots everywhere, and he was a little bit amazed how quickly I found something after kind of going by it, but that's just the way my brain works, you know? I'll my brain get- tries to work that way and it fails. I, I always think to myself, well, let's see, I'm going in this direction, and if I get cut off here, I should, logically, I should be able to go out that way and go around and get there, yeah. and I try it, and I end up just totally lost. <laughs> so I, I give don't. up. I just give up. I just don't have time to deal with that. And I'm a field technician and I get, I have to, you know, go out to all different kinds of places. So I have that need. I have a need for a tool that will help me get places, different places, all different kinds of places and all different times of the day. And I don't have time to be dealing with, you know, trying to logically figure it out in my mind. It just, nope, no, my brain is needed in other places. (laughs) it, It all depends upon where I'm at. And I can like, when we go to Watertown on weekends, that's like 20,000 people, I think, somewhere in there. And I don't, you know, let, most of the time I'll just find it because, yeah, you can logically figure it out. But when I go down to like the Sioux Falls, that's like 120,000 people. That's our metropolitan area. That's big. It's sprawling. And they also have – it drives me nuts because their street numbers don't match up with their yeah. – Yep. with their street signs they're like uh 300 off or there's something so if you're going to like uh, 304 or something you actually have to go to the fifth street or whatever it is it that one is defies logic and so if it's someplace i haven't been in sioux falls before or some other place i haven't been to before i'll use gps because then there's also i'm not a big city traffic driver like you, uh, you guys are this is small town usa so when i get into like sioux falls i want it to tell me where to turn so I can tell which. Oh, yeah. I want to know frig- which lane I need to be in. 
well, I want to know which friggin' idiots I need to avoid mm-hmm. uh, so I don't die or I don't kill them or whatever. <laughs> uh, so I just want to. It's wanna, like Crossy Road. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so I just want to know your turn is a thousand feet. Great. Hey, you moron, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I have a certain amount of road rage. Um, dealing <laughs> and you don't live in you. a city. Imagine no. That. No, and one of these days I would like to record my daughter driving in Sioux City, which is south of Sioux Falls. Uh, I think it would make an epic YouTube video because uh, she's very creative with the swearing. But uh, where did she get that from? Yeah. yeah, and then like someplace like Sioux City, which is built on a river, so you got like all these twist turns and the roads don't go straight. Yeah, so like I say, it's it's a use case. It's not like I always use it, but I like yeah. to have it there when I don't. And if it's someplace, like I say, that has special conditions that you just can't go, well, if it's a 300, if your address is 300 something, it'd be between 3rd Street and 4th Street or 3rd Avenue and 4th Avenue, whatever. Um, you know, if you, if I can't logic, if there's no logic to it, yeah, then just give me the GPS because I don't want to have to argue with it yeah well, I, you know, I grew up in a place back east where if you were if you, someone gave you directions they would tell you and then you go half past you know the old fritz's you know who knows yeah. the name has changed three times since then sure. but they know what the what it used to be called and then you're expected to know what it used to be called and that's how they give you the directions it's by right. by place location so it could be that maybe that's why i don't have the skill that, that kevin has i just was never i wasn't raised that way you just you either you either knew it or you didn't well, and like I said, part of it's, and I'm dead serious about this, when I was in the Boy Scouts, about literally kind of being dropped in the woods, and I'd have to, you know, using a compass and, and topo sheets, figure how to get the hell out of there, you know, mm-hmm. to a and point lost. where the campground was. But then also in my early career, I was uh, a water meter reader, and mm-hmm. I had to learn this whole these whole subdivisions that are, you know, six and seven thousand houses. It's a delivery truck, I imagine. Yeah, six or seven thousand houses. While checking water meters. Yeah, you know, and and I had, and again, these aren't normally grids. Some of it is grids. Some of it's just streets that meander around. And, you know, even today with all that's built up in the area that I used to do, I can still pretty much find my way around. I mean, you know, and I haven't been, I haven't read water meters for as part of my job since 1980. Five, eighty-six, whatever it was. So I mean, stuck with you. Yeah, it it just it's it started that way, and I had to figure out where addresses were, and and they weren't always logical like you're talking about either, Mike. So it just right. Sure. You learn some idiosyncrasies, and I went with it. So right, and and that's just the way I you know I was young. I was in my uh, early teens when I was in Boy Scouts and then when I was reading meters I was in my early 20s so it's just the way I started doing things before all the sleep deprivation right. kicked in yeah exactly <laughs> right. yeah see I have to okay. offload some of those services so I'm glad okay. I'm glad that you know the all of these product announcements have come out so we've had Apple's announcements we've had Google's announcements and then Amazon has their product so there's something for everybody in here right. no matter well, what your then, expertise or brand capacity and then uh, to get back to the Google thing here, there's a couple more I wanted to touch on. One I thought of Kevin when I first saw it was the the Google Clips, which is the picture the camera. Google's piping up at me. Yeah, the clips uh, that uh, uh, you can clip it on, and it'll uh, 
be recording pictures. Once I started explaining, it wasn't quite as creepy as it sounds, but it'll use facial recognition so that it's not always recording, but when it sees using intelligent uh, design, uh, it'll sit there and when it looks like something interesting is happening, it'll take like, I think a seven second uh, clip. And then from that you can extract, I think they said high quality or good quality uh, pictures from that. But uh, so you can like, and they said clipping on your clothes probably wouldn't be the best thing because it doesn't do well with motion. But it's a camera. It obviously looks like a camera. They're not trying to do any sort of spy thing or anything like that. And it's got a blinking LED to tell you that it's recording. Uh, what they were showing was you you know, clip it on. In one case, they were clipping on a bag of flour when the kids were sitting there in the kitchen there uh, yeah. doing things, helping to cook. Or you're in the park and you want to clip it to something. Because to, they were marketing it towards parent and pet parents. So if you want to try – to capture pictures of things going on around you. And the thing that they were saying was this way when you're, you've got your phone with you all the time, but you're always behind the phone this way, you can put it somewhere and you can be in the pictures um, and be part of the action rather than being behind the phone, taking the picture all the time. Yeah. And I thought it's interesting. Not for me so much. If I would have had it when the kids was younger, um, you know, then there would I would have thought more about. It. But I'm looking and going. Well, you know, that's interesting. But for people this, who do, this looks like they had leftover spare parts from all the Google glasses that that flopped. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, who knows? Well, it looks like they. Yeah, it looks like they repurposed some of that technology into this. Like well, yeah, people were too weirded out about the Google glasses. Let's try this. Actually, there's a whole. Uh, or I've seen this is the second or third device of this type, not from Google, but from companies recently that are this way. There's one that uh, Megan Marone demonstrated on iOS today, I don't know, about three or four shows ago, um, where it was this thing she was wearing it kind of like a pendant. I think it was called uh, a patch or something like that. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. But th there was that one, and there was another one I saw someplace else. So th this is like a new... Body camera for wearable nanny cam. Yeah, it's it, it's right. I, I equated to like the police body cams, you know, that have become mm -hmm. so popular. This is like your own personal body cam type of thing in well, some ways. Although they did say the clips was really they weren't really pushing it as a body cam because it does do motion well. It's better to sit and be stable and take pictures of things because I think they were saying with the camera in there, if you're moving, your shots may end up being kind of blurry. They said the best use case was to put it somewhere stable and you know where it can see the action and then let and then it'll just sit there. I guess you can uh, you can look at it on your phone um, and be able to take pictures but basically they're saying just put it there and let it take pictures of things that go on and then you can later on you can, uh, use your phone and they're saying all this stays on the camera none of it's being transmitted anywhere right so you can sit there and go yeah i like this clip i don't like this clip you can kind of you know uh flip through and get rid of stuff and it's got like eight gigs and the guy said he tested it all day and he said he never got close to filling it up so i think it'll hold a fair amount and you can sit there and edit and pick out the stuff that you want and um and, you know, like I said, there's probably been times picture prints from this then, huh? Well, I think they said that you could capture. Um, I was trying to remember what they said. They were showing that you could capture uh, pictures out of those clips. And I thought they said I don't I'm, I'm trying to remember what they said. I think they said they're going to be at least good quality. Maybe they would be better than good. I'm not. Sure. It probably wouldn't be like some uh, grainy pixelated or, you know, motion blurred thing. I 
I think they were saying that you could you know extract pictures of some quality. The Polaroid without the Polaroid. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and you know the thing is, um, you know, and I've I've. I do like to take pictures, but yeah, I'm always behind the camera. Not that I want to be in front of the camera that bad, but when, you know, when the kids were growing up, yeah, it would be nice to have pictures of me with the kids. Mostly it's me you on know, me behind the camera, but you know, to have some of those for memories or something like that. Uh, so I can see the, you know, the allure of it now, how popular it ends up being. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how it's executed quality and everything else. But, you know, I thought that uh, that was one thing that I saw that I thought was interesting. And the other one that kind of intrigued me was um, their headphones. Um, what were they calling them? Um, Google. Something. Google Pods. Buds. <laughs> I buds. think they buds were. Are pods. The Buds, yeah. Buds. Google Pixel Buds, yeah. And Your thingies so, just didn't sound like it didn't have a good ring to it. Right. Well, but, you know, you put these in the ears and you pair it with your Pixel phone. So far, it's the only works with the Pixel phone. But they were showing how they were doing translations with it, uh, real time translations. So they had on stage somebody speaking uh, Swedish. Uh, Yeah, it was. And so you could speak. You still have to have your phone. You have to speak into your phone. But the person would speak into your phone to be translated to the earbuds. And then uh, you could speak into your phone and it would be translated back for this person to hear. Uh, But I thought that was kind of interesting. If a person travels much or something like that, it would that would be kind of I think that's kind of cool. And that's the kind of thing, you know, especially with my love of sci-fi and everything uh you know i think back to hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the battle fish and you know some of those other things to have to get our star trek universal translator yeah uh to have that sort of thing so you can travel and not have the language barrier as a as a problem and i thought yeah that's kind of cool i mean it's sure it's certainly in the developing stage right now and it's going to take a lot of work to get there but um i thought that was and then the other thing is it's uh you wrap these in its own little case, and the case has a battery in it. So when you put it in the case, it charges. And I think they say you can get about five charges out of that case. So roughly you could run it. And I think you could listen to them for uh, about five hours at a time or something like that. So they were saying roughly a day's charge out of that case. Um, and so, you know, I thought to have them charge while it's in the case, I thought that's kind of kind of interesting because I go to sometimes I get uh, have different devices I use and I go to get it out and it's dead and then I got to charge it up to have it charged up in the case would I thought that was kind of interesting it sounds like Apple's AirPods do that too it, it's it's a very competitive device to the AirPods mm-hmm. for sure I mean it's right. uh, but it's more focused on the Android ecosphere I guess for lack of a better term you know, because right. there are people in, I mean, like, again, I'll quote Andy Anatko. He loves using the AirPods, but he uses them with his Android phone, where, you know, there are people that would never dream of using anything but Apple with Apple, and there are people that won't use anything but Android based things with their Android phone. And then there's Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I was I was looking at these, and they're not bad, and they're supposedly you can hear around them. I would have to try them out and see. I mean, they're not quite bone conducting, but they say the way that they set in there is supposed to let sound come in around them. Uh, and then the nice thing was you could just kind of touch the uh, the outside of it. So I think it was you could touch it to activate. How was it? You qu- uh, tap on it to. Uh, 
pause, I think. Long press will bring up the Google Assistant. Uh, you brush uh, backwards or forwards to change the volume, I think it is. Um, and then at some point, maybe they'll implement something where you can brush up and down to change the song or something like that. And so you're just, uh, it's not like a physical button. It's like you just tap on the surface. I thought, you know, that's kind of cool because with my bone conducting headphones I use all the time, I actually got a new pair this summer because the button I always press on the one side to pause it because every time somebody talks to me, I'm always pausing. It was acting kind of sticky and kind of funky. The headphones still work fine, but the button was just acting up. So if you didn't have a physical button that would necessarily wear out, that would be kind of interesting. And these are neck buds. I mean, so it's not like the, the – um, uh, I, uh, the pods that AirPods. are two separate AirPods, the two little separate things that one can get lost. Um, mm -hmm. They're connected with a little band, but that's not terrible. It goes around your neck. It's not the worst thing in the world I've ever done. So, um, And they said you can use it with Apple, and it would bring up Siri. I was really hoping, well, I don't think Apple would allow it. It would be really cool if there's some way that if it would integrate with Google on the iPhone, I thought, man, that would be good because, like yeah. I said, I just don't like Siri. I, I like Have you uh, tried Google setting up, up like a, a kind of a shortcut to try to get to – what is it, uh, Cortana or what? What is it? Cortana's Microsoft. Okay. What? Um, the Google oh, search does that? Does that? Google Assistant. Google Assistant. Yeah. Okay. There's right. not like a name for for no. the voice that right. comes no. out of it though. Well, I could probably put a shortcut there or put the button there or something. There's probably a workaround, but like I say, it'd just yeah. be nice. That might to, make you happier or you know feel more comfortable to have that because I have yeah. you know the Google Chrome. Um app installed and, and you can get to that relatively well, easy and then there's the microphone you just tap it i've so got the, yeah i've got probably the get google. It a swipe and two taps away i've got google so i can you'll bring it up and hit the microphone but it's just being able to hit the button uh and say it was you know is easier and uh quicker and and i i suppose i should put siri through the test and see if it has improved and if it'll do things because i could tell it you know the google assistant to look up something to launch an app to do a bunch of different things um uh, it, it, I think it even had the ability, um, you hold the button and it would do a search of what's on the screen of your phone. So if you, and you could just tap on something. And so if you were, if you had a page open and you wanted to find out about something, you just hold it down and tap on it. So there was, <coughs> excuse me, things about the, uh, Google sphere that, uh, you know, I liked and, but, you know, I still, if I can merge the two, cause I'm still, I'm, quite happy with my iPhone. The battery's lasting a lot longer than it was on the the cheap Android phone that I had. And there's, so I'm all basically happy with Apple, but there's just a few things I wish I could bring over from Android. I do miss that stuff. So I'm learning. I bet to there's ways to do it. And that'll be an interesting, an interesting sure. thing for you to explore. So the, right. the pixel buds are 159 and you have to join a wait list. They're not available to buy right now. Oh, a and, lot of this stuff isn't available just yet. So. Yeah, and then the AirPods are the same price. But and they're like not the AirPods, easy to get either. <laughs> yeah, and then the AirPods, are they come in their own charging case, but I'm trying to see if the Google Pixel Buds come with their own charging case. That might be, is that something separate that you have to get? No, well, I, I think they come, they come with it. Oh, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, so that all comes together. So uh, at least I okay. So okay. they're the same price. They're the same price, right. but the for me now this is where an area where I probably would cross over, if if I had money to spend. See, damn it, I should have made this. Oh, it's not 
our 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 play not money enough, pick list no. isn't high <laughs> enough. But I would have put this on there because because uh, this I like the I like the cord the tethers and yeah I like that idea because I I personally would never buy the AirPods because they just oh, that's just an accident waiting to happen or you know hundred and sixty dollar well, accident waiting to happen. And I think they're designed like the regular ear pods, and yeah. I never liked them because they always felt like they were just about ready to fall out. And the kind of the neat thing about these uh, pixel buds is, uh, if you look at the picture, the cord is kind of threaded. Yeah, you can there. loop it over your ear. It looks like so these well, look like or, they would provide a lot more stability. Not not over your ear, but in your ear, so it'll uh, kind of you uh, kind of feed it through there, and so it'll kind of help fill up the gap in your ear to kind of oh. hold them. Place. Okay, I see. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've seen after product. I've I've seen aftermarket things that you can put sure. on earbuds that you can kind of add like a little mold to make it right. hang out in your ear better. Yeah, that's interesting. That's the thing I never because I got a well every time you get a phone now I got the earbuds with the USB or the uh, lightning mm-hmm. connector to it. I should maybe dig them out and try them, but. First of all, having something connected to my phone bugs me, and the the ear pods by themselves bug me. So yeah, they do. Um, they, in fact, the ones I have in my ears right now, I still have to use the old fashioned ear buds instead of the ear pods because the shape of it right. irritates my ear after a while. Both of them right. fall out of my ear, whether it's the pods or the buds. They don't stay in. All I got to do is breathe, and they fall out. Uh, Kevin, I hate to tell you this, but they're not the only thing that's fallen out of your ears. <laughs> yes, that's true. And I think on that note, we will wrap up the show since things are falling out of me. Should uh, we do our picks? Yes, that's what I was going to say. We'll, and uh, I think we'll start with Michael this week. I got to remember. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, I got the thing. <laughs> here it is. Uh, no, I just had to make sure I get the product page open here. So, you know, we've been talking about devices. We've been talking about things. And so uh, I looked at this, and I already have the uh, Logitech Harmony hubs at home. But this is the uh, Elite Remote Control because this has got the fancy smashy uh, 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 remote with the screen on it. So you could have different activities on there because I do like the regular remote that comes with the Harmony. But it's only got like three buttons for controlling, uh, you know, one's basically supposed to be for your music, one's supposed to be for your TV, and one's supposed to be for your movie setup or whatever. Well, if you got like four HDMI ports on your computer and you're using them all, then I have to be like a heathen and get out my phone or my tablet <laughs> and open up the Harmony app and go in there and press that activity. So if it was just on the remote, um, so I could have all my activities uh so I can just press the one that I want. And then you could also put it also connects to smart things. And I forget whatever else. So you could have an activity set up that would like if you want to watch your movie, it would turn on the TV, turn on your movie watching device. Like say your Roku or your NVIDIA Shield or whatever. Turn on your sound bar, dim the light, close the curtains, depending upon what level of automation you have. You can set up different activities so that you could have a movie watching one or you could have one that, hey, I'm going to bed, shut everything off kind of activity. Um, so I, you know, and I, I saw that and I think, well, it's kind of cool. And this is our wish money. Uh, and this is currently on sale for two forty nine on Amazon. Normally I think it's three forty nine or something like that, but you know, it's the money that we would play money that we'd spend. And yeah, I would, I wouldn't mind having that fancy remote, uh, to do some of this stuff with. I want to um, know if you can change the, the default names of stuff. Like I see on the oh, picture, yeah. it says watch TV, mood music. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you go I'd, I'd have them called Marvin Gaye. 
Well, you could certainly do that. Uh, and you could have it do things like, I don't, know about, I don't know about music, but you could have it because I've got it set up. So with uh, the direct TV system now that we have a default channel, it'll turn on when you turn it on. So you can do a certain thing and you can change the names. And oh, I wasn't you know, a talking lot of about just music. I oh. meant like a whole activity of like dim the lights, put on this kind of music, light these electronic candles. Ooh, chicky, wow, <laughs> wow. Get the bubble bath going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call 911. Uh, whatever. Call 911. <laughs> help, I've fallen. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be careful here, folks. We're going to go down to a, We're going to. We're on the line there. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're teetering there. I've been a good there. girl all this time. Oh, me. Well, I'm going to jump in and go next to make Melissa wait to go last. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm still dealing with uh, or dealing with or still reliving my childhood that I was too old for at the time it happened with my uh, handheld video gaming thing. And there's a company uh, I do have a Game Boy Advanced. I have a Game Boy Advanced, uh, Nintendo Game Boy Advanced SP, and all of it. But that's a different story. Um, but anyway, there's a company that will custom mod the Game Boy Advance, which is the perfect handheld gaming device in my eyes, um, to give it a backlit LCD screen. You can improve the sound that comes out of it. You can do all kinds of things to it. They'll custom build you one. Uh, and the one I custom put together was $302. Holy crap. I'm playing with a little toggles, which is now voltage regulator. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, and the, <laughs> my 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 dangerous. custom green color and all that sort of thing. So this well, thing's not, just this thing's just I, too cool. Holy crap! And I'm oh, not too atomic familiar. purple. There we go. Okay. Sold. I, I'm not too uh, familiar with the advance, but that looks like that's a custom case on there. Because no. wasn't it more? No, that's a regular case? That is the Flat size bag? and shape of the regular Game Boy Advance oh, okay. case. Oh, I wish they'd update the picture as you change the little toggles. That would be so cool. Let no, see that's... What this thing looks like. Because, it, I mean, you can buy replacement cases that match it 100%, but that is the standard shape and size okay. of the Game Boy Advance, Mike. Because I thought that was a square. This one looks like it's kind of curved in, you know, a little bit. The square was it's the like Advanced SP. Okay, all right. Because I had a Game Boy, but I never got to the color of the Advance or any of those other ones, so I never My was. Atomic purple one is going to be three hundred and thirteen dollars and six cents. There you go. Order it right now, Melissa. <laughs> does that include the, the? Does that include the Advance? I mean, you don't have to provide it with them. That's the whole schmear, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. They 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 manufacture it and send it to you. Um, it's a custom mod that they're building for you. You could buy all the parts even from them and build your own if you wanted to, but you know my finger dexterity for little tiny cables and <laughs> things like that is well known to be crap anymore. So <laughs> that's why I had to have our friend Jody fix my MacBook Air uh, a year or two ago when I broke that little cable. But different story. I've told that before. But this thing just looks too cool, um, and. You know me, I love my retro Nintendo stuff, and I just couldn't resist this for for this amount of money. If I had the 302 bucks to blow on it, because I'm getting the green. I like the green, so. But I could be talked into Atomic Purple, Melissa. You know. mm, okay, it's good to know. Yeah, I am, a, I am purple, I am purple willing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm not averse to purple, so. 
but anyway, but that's my pick, folks. And uh, I'll, I'll put a link to the page, and you can go in and build your own custom device and uh, see if you like it. So, All right, Melissa, what do you have for us this week with your play money, as you call it? Well, this is right up your alley. It's a drive for 329 It's uh, made by OYN Digital. It's a Mini Pro 3.1 USB-C, one terabyte portable solid state drive. Very nice. It comes in silver and black. And yeah, so I'm looking at all these old drives. I mean, now since I've got this, this MacBook Pro with the USB-C ports, I'm always looking for either cables or things that I can replace to, to make it <clears throat> connect a little bit better and go a little bit faster. Go, go, gadget. Hard drive. <laughs> Inspe- uh, Inspector Melissa. Uh, yes. Anyway, well, that's pretty cool. I like that. It's a, it's a place to keep my... That would be a nice way for me to upgrade to solid state without having to crack open my iMac. I could get a USB-C to Thunderbolt and uh, put an SSD in it. I bet that'd be pretty fast. Yeah, and this is really durable because it's SSD. You can kind of toss it around and you wouldn't have to worry about it being dropped and having the platters broken and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I was looking at. Okay, this could end up costing me money. Oops. (laughs) Sorry, Kevin. That's all right. I just tell my wife, I said, Melissa made me do it. (laughs) And she says, where is Melissa and how can I get a hold (laughs) on her? (laughs) Not of yeah, her, on her. I don't use Google. She can't find me. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a good pick. I like that. Nice choice. All right. So uh, since we've all shared our picks, why don't we go around the virtual table, and we will start with Melissa telling folks where they can find out more about what you do. I make it really easy for you. You can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy. That's all one word, no spaces, T-H-E-M-A-C-M-O-M-M-Y. And shameless plug, I just recorded and just posted a new episode of In Touch with iOS. You can find us on intouchwithios.com and all of our, my hand handcrafted, lovingly handcrafted show notes are there and you can find out what we talked about in the latest episode. Yes, and folks, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, her and David do a great show, so... Uh, Please go take a listen to that. It's they're a little more normal in that, and Melissa's a little more toned down, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, go have a listen, Michael. Where can folks find out more from you? Well, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me/slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Yes. Folks, if you want to find out more about me, most of my musings and ramblings are on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, there's a link back to Twitter and other crimes I may have committed in the past but can't be held accountable for any longer. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com and you can see it there. Reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome, and we greatly appreciate and thank all those that have done that. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you, even though we were a little more Googleish, Googleish, I guess is the way to say it, this week. So please remember, as you become more Googleized between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hey, Siri, could you read the Three Geeky Ladies promo script? Sure. Elisa says, Welcome to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast and introduces Suse and Vicky. Suse says, Hello everyone. Vicky says, Hi. Elisa, 
want to know how we feel about the new Apple product? Sue say, what about the iOS camera? Vicky, or the MacBook Pro update? Elisa, Sue say, and Vicky in unison, then, listen to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast. Siri, the Three Geeky Ladies podcast on the My Mac Podcasting Network.